toxic. Negative circumstances, negative thoughts and also negative words can be like poison, but the word of God sets us free. It's always a big privilege to be in the house of God because I love the house of God. The Bible is saying when two or three come in together, we are agree in everything, God will do a miracle. And before I start with the message, I want to pray. I want to just invite the Holy Spirit. I mean, He is already here, but I want to invite Him to be say, my heart is so open and I will receive your amazing word. Father God, here I am. I will open my heart right now. And I am the position to receive your amazing word. Your word is life-changing, it's transforming. You can heal me right now, you can touch me right now, you can lead me right now, you can guide me right now. Because I have the attitude that you, Holy Spirit, you're speaking to me an amazing word, a living word from God Almighty. Amen. I want to start from the back here. Uh, the topic is toxic words. And I want to start with one question. Is there any word someone has spoken over your life maybe many years ago, 20 years or 10 years ago? You can still remember in a good way or in a negative way? Like in my case, I can remember a word from my teacher. I will never forget, we, I came to new school class and a teacher asked me in front of all the students, what is your name? I said, my name is Leo. And he said, this is a dog's name. It's more than 20 years ago. I can still remember what he said to me. Is there any word somebody spoke over your life? I know if you talk a lot in your life, that means you have also the chance that you say something, sometimes too much things, they're not so cool. This week, I get a text message from my best friend. And he said to me, this reminds me about you. He said, there are days I don't only put my foot in my mouth, I put my whole leg in the mouth. He said, that's sometimes yeah, like you. In uh, Proverbs chapter 15, verse 4, the Bible is saying, a gentle tongue is a tree of life, but a sinful tongue crushes the spirit. The Bible is saying, be careful, watch your language. I want to draw you a very, very simple um, picture. That's you and me. It's you and me, very simple. And sometimes people speaking good or negative words over your life. This is like when you drop a, a stone in the in, in a river, starts to circle. And then people speak about you, it's circling you like a rock in the in a lake. And it gets in bigger and bigger, and bigger, and all of a sudden, this has an effect how you think, how you feel, and how you live. Words are determine your future in your personal life. I met a guy uh, recently, and he told me an amazing story. I asked him twice, is this really true? His wife was pregnant, and they came, I went to the hospital, and she, three o'clock in the morning, the baby came. And the man took the phone, he ring his father. 
Three o'clock in the morning, the father picked up the phone and the father asked, what is? He said, daddy, I become, I'm a father. We have a daughter. And the father said, why are you calling me three o'clock in the morning? You can call me eight o'clock in the morning. Why now? He said, daddy, this is amazing. The father said, yeah, but just wait five hours. Call me eight o'clock, then I can have a good sleep. And he said, is this really true? And said, yes. Because the father was so hard, and from this day on, the relationship with his father broke. They had no good relationship anymore. Sometimes a word in a bad season can destroy relationship, a family, even your faith in Jesus Christ. I want to go up with three amazing simple points. Point number one is protect your heart from poisonous. You cannot control what people are saying about you. I want to repeat it. You cannot control what people will say about you. But I can control what I believe. I cannot control what people will say about you, but I can control what I believe. Let's go a little bit of a study about Jesus and how the devil tempted Jesus. And this is a very theological nuggets, how the devil tempted Jesus. Before I go into the Bible text, I want to tell you a very personal story. To understand the link from a story to the link of Jesus. Uh, I'm in the process to um, make um, my driving license in motorbike. I like Harley Davidson, I like motorbikes. And in the first uh, motor uh, t uh, bike test, I failed. I have no clue why, because I believe everything is possible. I went to the second test, and uh, everything was good and smooth. And after four min 40 minutes, we came back to Winterthur, and I knew it, I made the test. The guy looked in his face and said to me, you failed again. I said, why? He says, your handling in terms of the motorbike is so bad. I said, what? He said, you have no feeling how to drive a motorbike. And I got so angry because since 10 years, every week, every summer, for 10 days, I drive Harley Davidson in the Rocky Mountains, 3,000 miles every flipping year. Don't tell me my handling in biking is not good. I got so angry and a new Leo calmed down because in life you see people twice. Behave your language. And then ask him very polite, I have a question. Do you think I have any chance to make the test? He said, oh, there are only so tiny small details. So what do you mean about small, tiny details? If the small, tiny details, then let me go through the test. So then ask him again, I have no question. Do you think if I'm going for the third time, I have a realistic chance to pass the test? And this is a Swiss guy. Honest, as honest as you can see. Looked in my face and said, I cannot imagine that you made the test in the third time. There's no way. I was crashed. I want to show you a picture. about my Harley Davidson in America. I am a biker. I have no tattoo, but I am a biker. 
10 years, 3,000 miles every year. This guy, he spoke and said to myself, I'm questioning about your biking skills. I went home and said to my wife, biking is over for me, I quit. And she said, Leo, because only you failed twice doesn't mean in the third time you fail again. Keep going. I believe in you. You are the best bikers on flipping earth. If my wife will not say that, I quit to be a biker only because one guy is saying to me, you have no feeling how to ride a bike. Why are you telling this? Sometimes only one word from your father, from a mother, from an expert, from a teacher, from a business guy, only one word, and we are so close to give up in life. This is what happens all the time. One word in a bad situation, and you're crushed, and you don't believe in yourself anymore. This is exactly how the devil operates with his words. He knows our identity, what we have in Jesus Christ. He knows how to tempt us. Let's study Jesus for a moment. This is the biggest example on life. Luke chapter 3, verse 21 and 22. When all the people were baptized, being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. And as he was praying, heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit descended on him as a bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven. This was the voice from God Almighty. Now listen. You are my son, whom I love. With you I'm well pleased. God could just think, Jesus, I don't say that I'm loving you because even if I don't mention that, I feel that I love you. So many people walk around and they think, you can feel that I love you. But God spoke publicly the words, you are my son. And now let's study for a moment how the devil tempted Jesus. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 3, the Bible is saying, The devil came tempting him and said, If you are the Son of God. God is saying to Jesus, You are my Son. And the devil is asking questions. Are you really the Son of God? He asks a question, a doubting question. If the devil comes to Jesus and says to Jesus, you are not the son of God, he says, bah, 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 I am the son of God. But the devil is asking a question. Are you really the son of God? Why is he asking this question? You didn't heal anybody. You didn't kick out any demons. You have done nothing for the people. A son of God means healing, delivering, all the things. But I saw nothing. He doubted about his lifestyle. Let's pause for a moment. How many times the devil attempting your life? Attempts your life. The devil comes and asks the question, Are you really a Christian? He will say, Yes, I am a Christian. The devil is asking you a question. Are you really a Christian? Look at your lifestyle. A Christian is not sick. A Christian is always anointed. A Christian is always strong and blessed. 
A Christian is not a doubter. A Christian has no problem. A Christian is not depressed. A Christian has a clear vision. A Christian has money. A Christian is married. A Christian has kids. Are you really a Christian? Look at your life for a moment and you will figure out you're not like Christ. Do you understand what I mean? The devil is not stupid how he attacks us. He comes with a question. Look at your life. You are still addicted. You're praising Jesus every Sunday, but look at your life. You're addicted. You're addicted in porn. You're addicted in many things. How can you be a Christian? It's just a question. Now, I love the response of Jesus. He says in Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, But Jesus said, it is written, Man is not lived on breath alone. Man is to live by every word that God speaks. Jesus saying, I live from the words of God, but God speaks over my life. I am a son of God. I am a daughter of Jesus. I am a brother of Jesus. This is what God spoke over my life. What I like about the Bible, he says, we should have, we should protect it by a shield. With the shield of faith, we can kick away all the, the poison uh, arrows. With the shield of God, we are protected. But the shield is a very, very old thing. I like more this picture here. If I believe I am a son of God, I protect, I protect myself. You see this? If I believe I'm a son of God, it's like an unseen protection in my life. I base my life on the word of God, not what people are saying or what the devil is believing about me. I am protected. And this is like a cloud of anointing. You cannot see it from the outside. It's an unseen anointing, an unseen protection. But I'm a Christian. I am protected with the blessing of God. That God says every word about me. Let's go on. Hello here. Let's go about the end of the life of Jesus. This is an amazing thing. In Matthew chapter 27, verse 40 and 43, when Jesus was hanging on the cross, Jesus started the ministry, and God is saying, you are the son of God, right? Jesus ends the ministry, healing people, kicking out demons, has done amazing things. And when Jesus was hanging on the cross, people came and asked the same questions again. They said, you are the one who could destroy the house of God and build up again in three days. Now save yourself if you are the son of God. If you are the son of God, calm down. The head religious leaders and the teachers of the law and the other leaders made fun of him also. He trusted God. Let God save him now if God cares for him. He said, I am the son of God. Let's pause for a moment. You can do good things for people. You can serve people. You can heal people. You can pray for people. You can donate money for people. You can open your house for a small group, for a ministry. You can do for the church a lot of things. And so often, dear friends, I hear Christians saying to me, Pastor Liu, I'm so disappointed about the Christians. I'm so disappointed about the church. I say, why? 
people, I gave my life, the money, everything, and then in the end, there was no, no thankful hearts. Those people, they applauded, they praised me, were the same people that put me down. And this is the hardest test in your life. Not when you're starting your ministry, the people are doubting. When you have done and have given your life for people, for the church. Jesus was very calm. You know why? Oops. Jesus was hanging on the cross. He said, I don't depend my life what people are saying, what people are believing. Too many people, you, 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 you base your life what people are saying, but how people think about you. Are you praised by people? Are you supported by people? Jesus said, the most important support which I have, it's from God Almighty. He said in the beginning, you are the son of God. And I'm so happy about that. You see what I mean? I walk around every day, in my, at my workplace, in my school, in my study, in my car, on the bike, wherever, with this covenant, I am a son of God Almighty. Hello, here again. Point number one, speak life-giving words to people. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21, the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love will eat its fruit. I said in the beginning, this is like a covenant that God is loving me. But we can also cover people with the same blessing. Oh, so... Do you like it? Do you have the picture? Do, do you get the picture I mean? It's amazing. I want to I tell you a story, and this is for me profound. It's for me the best story about the power of words I ever experienced in my whole life. My wife, two years ago, she came back from a prophet, and she said the prophet told her, if you cook rice, white rice, you put the rice in two glasses, put it in the refrigerator, and every morning you put it out for 40 days into one glass of rice. You say, you are beautiful. You are gorgeous. You are blessed. You are anointed. I love you. We adore you. Then you put the second rice. And the second rice you curse every day. Six o'clock in the morning in my house. She starts to curse. You are ugly. I hate you. I don't like you. She starts to curse the rice. Six o'clock in the morning. I said, honey, to whom are you talking? She said, to rice. I said, oh, is everything okay with you? For 40 days, she spoke to the rice, uplifting words and curse words. And I'm going to show you an original picture after 40 days. I made the picture and you see how the rice has changed. The white rice she praised was still white. And the rice she cursed turned into black. And this is the original picture after 40 days. 
When my wife started this experiment, I didn't believe in the result. I said, yeah, blah, blah, blah. This is a typical prophetic, pro prophetic uh, thing, yeah, you know. 40 days. I want to ask you a question. Has rice a soul? Has rice a spirit? A tense rice church? Goes rice to a small group? Rice is rice with no soul, with no brain, with no emotion. If rice are listening to the voice, how more are we listening to the voice of people? And I want to come to the main point for the message. And I love this Bible verse. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1, the Bible speaks about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And we love that. Follow the way of love and eagerly desire gifts of spirit, especially prophecy. If there is any important gifts of the Holy Spirit, is prophecy. Why is prophecy so important? A prophetic word spoken in the right season, in the right moment, to the right person. You covering a person with the thought, you or a son of God. It has nothing to do with your lifestyle, with your thought, what you have done, what you will done, do. You are a son of God. You speak out what God sees about this guy. I'm standing right now on the stage, not because my father believed in me. You know, when I have become a pastor, I said to my dad, Dad, I will be a preacher. My father said to me, do something smart in your life. My father didn't support me at all. I always so, so thrilled about those people you growing up in a Christian family. You pray to God that the father and mother believes in you. I, I don't have this experience. My father didn't believe in me as a pastor. I have to believe in every word that God spoken over, over, over me. But there was one guy... I met his name is Heinz and Annelie Struppler. They're also part of our church. It was many, many years ago. Heinz saw me for the very first time. I never saw him before. And he said to me, a guy like you, I need in Zurich to start a church. I have never heard a word that anybody is believing in me. This was for me like a Christian magic word. I believe in you. He didn't believe me because he saw my clothes. I have a picture uh, about my clothes. I like this picture. He didn't believe me and say, yeah, you are a, a fashion guru. No. He didn't believe in me because he saw how I played the guitar. The guitar? No. He believed me because the next picture, he believed in me. He saw in me this this is a man of God. Too often we look just from the outside a little bit and a prophetic word means you see what God sees in you. Because the devil is doubting all the time about you. Are you really Christian? Are you really gifted? Do you think really God loves you? Too many times, sometimes people sitting in a church like this and all of a sudden you have a prophetic word from God. A word God is saying to you, I love you. And you're asking God, is this word for me? No, no, this word is for, the, for your neighbor in the church. 
You say, but I love you. This is not high prophetic standard. Too many times you think what people could think if you tell them what God thinks. Don't think what other people could think. Because then you think to think to think. Don't think what other people think. Just think why God is using you. And too many times you hear the wording, Jesus loves you. God says, say to the neighbor, oh, this is not prophetic high. You say nothing. But you have no clue. Maybe a person walks in, sits next to you. He messed up his life last week by choice. He's sitting here and said, I sinned by purpose. And he has only one question. Does God still love me? And I'm preaching and teaching about uh, spiritual warfare, everything. But his person has only one question. Does Jesus really love me? And you're sitting next to them and think, oh, this is not a high prophetic standard word. Don't think. Say to the neighbor, neighbor, I have an impression. Jesus loves you. Makes a sense for you? And the person will say, you crash me. This is exactly the word in the right season, in the right moment. Be a prophet. Start to speak out the truth from Jesus over your life, in your small group, in your ministries, in your families, over your wife, over your kids. I was traveling with a guy for four days. And all the time he made compliments. There was a woman, oh, I like your jeans. Oh, I like your hairstyle. Oh, then a father said, oh, I like your son. I heard that your son scored two goals in soccer. And he said to the guy, I believe your son has a special place in the heart of Jesus. To every person, he spoke out something positive. And after three days, he said to me, are you playing a game? He said, no, that's not a game. He said, why are you doing that? He said, I growing up in a family for 22 years. And my father and my mother never gave me a compliment. Never. And when I reached, when I was 22 years old, I realized I am so negative as my father is. And I made a decision. I said to God, for 40 days, whenever I see a person, I will make a compliment. Even if I'm lying. I just do it. For 40 days, he made compliment to every person. You're saying you, to change a habit, you need 40 days, right? And after 40 days, he realized that he changed in the attitude, how he sees people, and he saw how people are receiving the positive message. And all of a sudden, he realized, I am the hands and the feet and the voice of Jesus. And I will speak it out what God is thinking. God is using me as a channel. I want to challenge you and me as well. When you see a person in your small group, in your ministry, when you think about the person, send a prophetic text message to this person. You can change so many lives. The Bible is saying in... Proverbs chapter 12, verse 18, the words of a reckless pierce like a sword, but the tongue of a wise brings healing. We are supposed to be healers and bring the right word in the right season for the right people. I want to tell you a story in my family. I always like it to make it very practical. The youngest boy and my wife, they, they can fight. They can fight together in an amazing way. I don't get it. 
Even when I walk into a fight, I say to my wife, wife, you are not right, son, you are not right. My wife says, who is right? You are not right and you are not right. My wife says, but you should support me. Yes, honey, I support you, but you have to understand. This young boy, you say always, no, no to this, no to that, no to this, no to that. You're saying more no. No is negative. When do you say to Stephen, Stephen, you're not a rebel. You are a leader. And if your boy is a leader and he's 14 years old, he wants to lead. But the problem is the mother is here. She wants to lead too. I have too many leaders in my house. That means that is why my wife is not right and my boy is not right. Both are not right. Like, honey, you should say to my son, son, as long you live in my house, you have to be obedient because I am leading you. But there comes a day when you are the leader, but it's not now. <laughs> that means you speaking out the prophetic word instead of saying no, you're saying yes, you are a leader. And because you're leader, that's why two leaders are one is too much. And this is like a prophetic word over him. I want to close with the last point. Proclaim your future, Genesis chapter 1, verse 3. Let's understand how God created heaven and earth. God spoke. God said, let there be light, and there was light. This was the beginning of creation. And we're saying the rest in creation is made in China. But God spoke. Do you know you can create your own future? You can speak your future. And it will happen. In the Old Testament, there were dry bones. And God said to Ezekiel, speak to the dry bones. And as you speak, the bones will get alive. And Ezekiel had to proclaim and profound to the, to the, to the, what's the word of knochen? Bones. And this is the example here. I want to close with this. So many people, your right arm, it's dry. The right arm means it's the leading arm. You can proclaim your leading arm in your life. So many people, you trust in a system. You trust in your studies. I don't say study, it's wrong. I don't say a system is wrong. But sometimes people are co-leaders. You study people believing in you, and all of a sudden they're not supporting you anymore, they're not promoting you anymore, and all of a sudden you are so disappointed because the system is not caring you. I have never trusted in a system. I will never trust in people alone. I believe the right or means God promotes me. Even if I know nobody, God knows everybody. I believe God is the one who leads me, guides me, and directs me. And the right arm, I proclaim every day, God, you are the one. You're in charge for my whole life. You will lead me, and I will finish the race. I will finish the race. When Moses was 120 years old, his eyes were on fire. 
David died after he served his own generation. I say to God, God, you're leading me, you're guiding me, and I'm proclaiming right now that you, God, you're the one, you help me, that I will finish the race like Moses and like David. I proclaim this over my life, and this will happen. This is like the right arm. Oops. the right arm left means your gifts and your talents everything is given from God Almighty right use your gifts and talents at your workplace in your school sometimes say people to me personally but when, when I'm in school how can I glorify Jesus you glorify Jesus if you say God I'm in the school I use the conversation at break I use my brain to invent something. When you're working in a restaurant, you have so many opportunities to bless people. Your gifts and talents are not here to bless your own life. It's always here to make glorify God and bless other people. And I said to God, I will not use the gifts for myself. I will, in using my gifts to the end of my life, to glorify Jesus. And I proclaim this, I will finish the race even with my gifts and talents. You understand that? You're speaking to the dry bones, to your gifts and talents. And what's happened? Oopsie. Ooh, don't touch. You speak to the dry bones. Speak to your life, speak to your family, to your wife, to the husband, to your small group, to the church. I speak every day life into this church. I say, God, we are a church based on you, Jesus. We are a church. People got saved. People are healed. It doesn't matter what kind of circumstance we are in. I believe this. We will be a church reaching people for Christ. There are sometimes good seasons, sometimes hard seasons in the church, but I speak it out. God created heaven and earth with his mouth. So many people, they don't understand the power of spoken words. Reflect for a moment your language, how you speak about your own life. How do you speak about the church, your father, your mother? Your words are determined life or death. 